Angie Davidson here. Have you noticed things are, like, different now? Okay, okay, like, I mean, um, like, things seem like they're changing, you know? Like, whenever I get on the radio and manage to, like, talk to somebody else out there, outside the bunker, um, they all have different ideas, like, why we're in here? <laughs> like, somebody was like, oh yeah, it was definitely a nuclear bomb, and somebody was like, oh no, there was, like, a flood that destroyed the whole earth, and somebody's like, oh, there was a huge pandemic, and somebody's like, ah, when those asteroids, like, that's weird, right? Like, we should all know what happened. I think, I think the multiverse is falling apart or some shit like that. I don't know. Um, so, that's a crisis for another time. Uh, for now, I have a specific crisis for you. Or, maybe more accurately, a, uh, a bunch of crises that we're going to test out using my new format. Uh, today we're going to play a very special game called Does It Crisis? Um, so, if you're still on the same timeline as I am, Stay tuned for that. Merry Crisis. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Does It Crisis? Uh, with D.G. Davidson, your host. Um, in the last few episodes, we've talked about the Crisis template. I've proposed an alternate template based more off Silver and Bronze Age crossovers than solely on the egg. 80s mega event Crisis on Infinite Earths. This template may open the cr definition of a DC Crisis event up to more stories than may initially have been, have been considered part of it. So I've surveyed some events from the Crisis to Crisis period between Crisis on Infinite Earths and Infinite Crisis, and today I'm going to be the judge of whether or not they fit the definition of a crisis. Here's the definition. One. At least two teams that do not usually interact with each other, ideally from different universes or time periods, uh, have to interact with each other. Two, a situation, there has to be a situation that threatens the status quo of one or both of the teams. Number three, either a new character that spans the reality of both teams has to come into play, or the death, quote unquote, of course, comics, of an established character has to occur. Here are the stories I'm going to investigate today. Legends, DC One Million, Identity Crisis, and Green Lantern Rebirth. Number one, Legends. So we're looping back around to the threat of Darkseid coming back to get his revenge on the Earth heroes, which he threatened when he was helping out in Crisis on Infinite Earths. He sends G. Gordon Godfrey, uh who's Glorious Godfrey, a new god from Apocalypse, um, to go enrage the Earth's people against the heroes um, of Earth. <laughs> G. Gordon Godfrey is kind of funny to me, because that's Golden Godfrey's Earth name. And, you like, it's very clearly has a little bit of a J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> thing. And I think they're, uh, yeah going for, like, actual Earth, um, reporter-like shock jocks type 
reporter person. Uh, but definitely there's the implication of uh, Triple J from Marvel Universe as well. So what this story feels like as uh, G. Gordon Godfrey stirs up all this hate towards the superheroes, it feels like an attempt to uh, capitalize on the mutant, mutant persecution and associated ideas in Marvel at the time. However, in the end, uh, people's actual complaints that are kind of legitimate about the superheroes and the way they use their power is shuffled off as mind control that drove them to torment at least two children. Uh, Billy Batson and Jason Todd uh, are the ones that get the short end of the stick here. Um, and kind of the story ends up siding with authoritarianism rather than talking about actually people persecuted for being different. As evidenced by Superman spending most of the story in the Oval Office with Ronald Reagan. Um, but does it crisis? Is this a DC crisis event? Uh, number one, right off, I'm going to say no. Uh, it does not have at least two teams that don't usually interact with each other. It's got the Titans and Justice League, uh, but they do cross over quite a lot. So this is not anything out of the ordinary. Uh, step two, the situation that threatens the status quo. Uh, yes, it does such uh, threaten the status quo, uh, but without the crossover element, so it still still isn't quite there. Does either a new character it get introduced or a existing character die? Um, there are kind of some pseudo deaths with Jason and Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel after accidentally killing a creature sent by Apocalypse and believing that his par that his powers are, like, deadly and are going to kill people, he gives up being Captain Marvel for a while. And uh, Jason just gets beat up by a crowd. And the police are like, eh, we'll just, we'll just let that happen. <laughs> How many times did Jason, like, kind of die? Or you were thinking he was dead before he was actually dead. J Jason Todd is, has never has never honestly gotten his due until he came back as Red Hood. So good for him on that. Um, but no, this is Legends, DC Legends. I'm going to rule it. Not a crisis. It does not fit enough of the criteria properly to um, be a DC crisis event. Moving on. DC 1 million. The Justice League from the present is contacted by the Justice League from the 853rd century, when DC Comics in our Earth would hypothetically release a one millionth issue for a lot of its comics. Um, for a series of games, so this is the Justice League and the future Justice League are coming together for a series of games in honor of the reemergence of the original Superman from the sun, which is where he is, evidently. Uh, meanwhile, the heroes from 20th, the 20th century must face off against 853rd century Vandal Savage and Solaris, the Living Sun, as they try to decimate the Earth of the past. So, does it crisis? Let's see, at least two teams that do not usually interact. Yes, the Justice League present and future. Two, a situation that threatens the status quo of one or both teams. Yes, uh, both are threatened because of Vandal Savage and Solaris trying to mess with the timeline. And three, either a new character that spans a reality or the death of an existing character. Uh, future Justice League and Solaris are, these are 
new-ish uniting characters that step in and kind of create a crisis between worlds. So, I'm going to roll DC 1 million. Yes, a crisis event. Alright, we're going fast now, we're going fast now. Uh, number three, identity crisis. Uh, the controversial superhero murder mystery that causes heroes to question the security and ethics of their secret identities. Um, there is uh, gratuitous assault and fridging of Sue Dibney uh, and kind of the sexism around that and superheroes questioning, oh, I gotta protect, like, male superheroes, obviously, because Black Canary is, like, literally right there the whole time and Satana's literally there the whole time. And the male superheroes are like, I gotta protect the women in my life. And it gets kind of weird. Um, however, uh, in the opposite of Legends, uh, the first one I talked about, the heroes must grapple with the fact that they're not always the good guys. And I feel like that's done in a kind of interesting, uh, more interesting and compelling way that actually uh, maybe put some of the fault on the people in power rather than just saying, oh, people would only disrespect the superheroes if they are mind controlled. Um, so, I appreciate that. Uh, plus, I think it's just a compelling read. I know it is controversial and people have problems with how Sue Dibney was handled, and, uh, that's fair and valid, and I'm not disregarding that, but I think it's a really good book. Um, and Tim, Tim Drake, my son, that was emotionally crushing. That's one of the emotional, most emotionally crushing, um, like, full-page panels I've ever seen is when, uh, Tim comes back into his apartment and finds that his dad has been killed, and then Batman comes and finds him there, and, like, they're both orphans, and it's happened again. And both of them feel really helpless, like, they can't stop people from dying and this from happening over and over again. But, does infant, or identity crisis, crisis... Um, when we have multiple teams, but they usually already coexist. Um, so nothing terribly out of the ordinary there. The status quo is altered in the first few pages, um, by the death of Sue Dibney and the possibility that everybody's identities are compromised. And then three, uh, there are a lot of character deaths. So, it's not really a crisis in the way that, like, the big multiversal crises are. It's like an out-of-genre crisis. It's like a crisis, but, like, more down-to-earth. It's still superhero comics, and there's still, like, Elastic Man as a main character. Um, but uh, it is more down-to-earth than, than uh, you know, big multiverse-altering people are smashing planets together kind of crisis. So I'm going to call it a crisis noir or an out of genre crisis, but it is not a crisis in the way that uh, crisis on infinite earths or the crisis on multiple earths in the uh, silver age were. And finally we have Green Lantern Rebirth. After years of character assassination and tweaking, Hal Jordan with the help of his coworkers and friends separates from Fear Demon Parallax and Spirit of Vengeance the Spectre to become Green Lantern again. Ugh. I still feel like Hal Jordan is really boring. Um, maybe that's because my first Green Lantern was uh, Jon Stewart, so I am invested in him. 
and I just think I just think Hal's really boring as a Green Lantern um, and as a main character. But that is not the question here. The question is: Does it crisis? Uh, is there multiple teams that come together that don't usually interact? No, there's just the Green Lanterns and the Justice League, which are also already kind of symbiotic with each other. Uh, number two, does it change the status quo? No, it's returning the status quo from previously uh, that had been altered. And three, is there character death? No, they're bringing characters back to life. So it's not a crisis! Alright, we have one and a kind of half almost-ish crisis out of four. Um, that being uh, Legends and um, Green Lantern Rebirth are not crisis at all. And DC 1 million is a crisis for sure. And Identity Crisis has some elements, but it's not quite the right genre. Um, this was fun. I hope you had fun as well. Um, I may do it again before I finish my crisis survey. Um, I have some books in my pile that I think might qualify, but maybe not. Um, let me know if there are any other events, DC or otherwise, uh, you want me to crisis test. It would be kind of fun to do it for, like, a Marvel story or to do it for, like, a completely different universe story. Um, so let me know. I'd love to take some requests to put through this test and uh, I'll put it, I'll put the, my qualifiers for a crisis in the episode notes so you can check them out for yourself. Um, thank you very much. See you next time. Maybe if the multiverse doesn't collapse, have a good night. Thank you for listening to the comics bunker for more information and to find other projects from me, including podcasts, zines, blog posts, and more, go to homeworldzine.com. I really appreciate you listening to this, and I hope you have a great day.